Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics and you get sports. And today it's going to be more sports as we are rounding out the second half of our Major League Baseball over and unders with the American League. Craig Needles is still here. How's it going, Craig? Fine, thank you. How are you? Not bad, not bad. So, uh, we did all the introductions and whatnot on the last one. So what do you say we just get right into it and start talking let's, about... Let's get down to business. Yeah, our our favorite, favorite of the Major League Baseball leagues, the American League. And the first team on the docket is the Baltimore Orioles, an AL East team. The Baltimore Orioles win total is 80 and a half wins this year. Some of their offseason acquisitions via free agency, they brought in Pedro Alvarez, one year, five and three quarters of a million. They re-signed Chris Davis to seven years on 161 million. Uh, Darren O'Day, they re-signed uh, the the personal nemesis of Jose Batista. Uh, I'm glad he's Matt, back in the American League East. I I like the idea of Jose yes. Batista owning his ass forever. Yes, yes, so good. I I just and there's not enough rivalries in baseball. I think that is an an actual one, a legit rivalry. So let's 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 keep that one going. Baltimore Orioles could finish. Anywhere between first and last, in my opinion, I personally am leaning more towards last place because I do not like this rotation. What say you? Uh, I'm I'm very, very much a fan, or not just a fan, but a proponent of last place will be what winds up happening. Mm-hmm. Look at what we've got here. We've got uh, Chris Tillman starting opening day. Oh, my God. Chris Tillman wreck, was just a, a disaster. Last Last season, one point three year yeah. last year. Ubaldo Jimenez, whip, sorry. Uh, Ubaldo Jimenez, who's been more bad than good since getting to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo, who was fine in the American League, like I would say below average when it came to American League starting pitchers, but uh, it wasn't a good situation. I, I don't anticipate him being any better in Baltimore. Perhaps he might be even a little worse because we're going to get to uh, something a uh, reason why in just a second. And just there, there's nothing in that rotation. You look at their team defensively around the diamond. Uh, Adam Jones is not a particularly excellent defensive center fielder anymore. That's not that's not the, the life we live anymore. Where Adam Jones is a great defensive center fielder. Mark Trumbo is going to be just not good in right field in Camden Yards. Not going to be good. Uh, they're, they're trying to get him to play a little more first base this year. Yeah, but where, where, how's that going to happen? If you have Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo, and uh, Pedro Alvarez in the same roster. Yeah, one of those guys has to play outfield. One of those guys has to play <laughs> in the outfield somewhere, and it's not going to be good. Uh, yeah. There are just a lot of subpar defensive players in this team that's going to exacerbate the pitching issues. They're going to score some runs. They've got plus offensive yes. players at catcher, third base, shortstop, second base, first base, right field, center field. But that they'll score some runs, but I don't think it's going to be enough for them to be good. Yeah, I, I just... I'm torn on this team because, as you said, they are going to like that lineup is going to rake. They are going to be losing a lot of. They're going to be winning and losing a lot of six five type I of games this year. I think they will finish second in the American League and run scored this team. Yes, most likely behind our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Yep. But they like aren't runs scored a indicator of of success going forward and maybe them getting to over eighty one wins. Like, does this team finish below five hundred yes. to you? You think so? Yes. And you feel strongly about that? 
I uh, I believe so, yeah. Because the bullpen is still pretty decent. They've got Zach Britton, who's yeah. been one of the better closers of the last two and years. And Darren O'Day, O'Day. against not Jose Bautista, is a relatively effective yes. pitcher. Very good, very good um, pitcher. But how many how many relief pitchers, or how many pitchers in general can just say, you know who I'm great against? Jose Bautista. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Like, I'm sure the number isn't high there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's a fine bullpen. But I don't care how good your bullpen is if the starter's already given up six runs over four and a third before you get there. And I think that we might get into a situation here, and we've seen this with good bullpens in the past, where guys throw too many innings because the starters are getting knocked around all the time, and they become a little bit less effective because of it. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen to Britain? I don't know. Probably not. He's probably only going to be in there when they're in the lead. When they're in the lead, rather. But I think there will be some guys that happens to. I could see them just giving up a lot of runs. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure. I'll tell you who agrees with you is uh, PredictionMachine.com. They they're they're all over the Baltimore under. They just, they just don't think uh, that because they're not great defensively either. Exactly. And on top of on top of not being. They have bad. They have subpar defensive players at a lot of spots around the diamond. Yeah, and on top of the pitching not being very good, and and yeah, it's just it's a lot of silly stuff for the. Uh, and like, what's what? What makes us think that Baltimore is better than last year? I know <sighs> yeah, they, they go and get Alvarez and Trump. Alvarez, okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, they, they've added 400 strikeouts to their, uh, yeah. their plan. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like this, te- yeah, this this team is going to lead. Like, there's a very good chance that they they finish second in the league in runs, second and second in the league in home runs, and they're. I, I feel like this team is going to lead the league in strikeouts though too. Oh, God, with yes. Trumbo, Trumbo Alvarez, Alvarez, and Davis. So- Davis scope as well. Who, who uh, not a lot of guys who are particularly good at. Yeah. Like, I shouldn't say that. Like Davis is a nice sign. Davis will take a pitch, but uh, there yeah. are some guys that will swing over things. Obviously, yeah. Like this Jonathan Scope is or Scope or I think it's Scope. Yeah. Uh, like I think he had something like eight walks all of last year. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. Right. It's just really bad. They just they love they love swing. I heard it. Scope had sixteen walks and one hundred twenty two strikeouts. So there yeah. you go. That, Sixteen walks. That is a that is a JP Aaron Cibia esque split. Yeah, that's in fact JP not, in fact JP Aaron Cibia would look at that split and say, "Oh, that's not good." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they keep doing this weird stuff with Kevin Gaussman. Like they can't decide whether or not they like him or whether or not like something's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Handled well, and I think that's caused some of his health problems. And I think yeah. that they've had a, a I don't, nice prospect there. That they may have uh, damaged by their poor decision making. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on there. If it's Buck who just doesn't like him, or if it's the the pitching coaches, well, or know. just managers don't like him, or who knows what it is. But uh, yeah, not great. So you and I are both recommending the under on Baltimore. That might be one of my underlined circles. Like that's circle. That's a, that's a good right. one, I think. Next up, everybody's favorite team, the Boston Red Sox, uh, coming into. This year, their big free agent acquisition was obviously David Price, yeah. who I think they actually got in a little trade. I can't remember. Was that a trade or was that just an official signing? I think signing? that was an official signing. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's some weird stuff. But um, David Price, for all the money yes. they brought in. and uh, Craig Kimber was a trade. Yep, yeah, Craig Kimber was a trade, who they brought in, their new closer, and his uh, hilarious, hilarious set position stance. We get to watch that all year. It's one of the more fun set positions in all of baseball. 
they're going back to Buckholz, Porcello, and I'm not sure who's uh, going to be starting for them. I think the knuckleballer Stephen Wright is there, and then who's going to be the fifth Rick guy running Porcello, up? Porcello, Joe, Joe Kelly. Is it Joe Kelly or Rodriguez that are getting that? Rodriguez spot? is hurt. That's right. That's right. The kneecap thing. Yep. Um, but I, you know, you assume Rodriguez. Is Rodriguez is better than Joe Kelly, obviously, and he's better than yeah, Rick Porcello. Yeah. But they owe Rick Porcello a lot of money. That was, um, that was not a good contract. Especially for that team when Purcell's like a ground ball and a fly ball pitcher, right? In a place where fly balls are not what you want. Uh, yeah, Johannes no. Cespedes was traded for Purcello. Good job, everyone, all the way around. Former ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, what, what's the number on this team? The number on the Boston Red Sox is 85 and a half. I had them picked to win the AL East last year. That was obviously incredibly wrong. A lot of people are picking the Boston Red Sox to either, at the very least, make the – it seems like the consensus seems to be they're making the wild card or winning the AL East. That, like, their floor is wild card, ceiling is AL East, and it's supposed to be them and the Blue Jays. What say you on the Boston Red Sox? Under. 85 and a half. Under. Oh, you like the under. Okay, so – do we trust Clay Buckholz to be good regular at this point in our life? I don't think so. I, he shows flashes, but there's also disasters. Yes. Joe Kelly. Well, like, and there's, the thing with Buckholz is there's no in between, right? He either has a really good season or an incredibly disastrous one. Like, there's no, hey, Clay, can you win, like, 14 games and have an ERA of, like, 3-5 <laughs> and, you know, and a whip of, like, 1-2 but not 1-3? And, and, like, there's no in between with that man. Yeah, uh, and, I, I just wouldn't trust him to mm-hmm. to, to pitch good innings. Uh, needs regularly. Joe Kelly, do we trust him? No, he was a disaster for much of last no. year. Rick Porcello, disaster for much of last year. Porcello, I would I would think could, would be a better pitcher before Clay Buckholz. Yeah, that's yeah, that's my fair, fair enough. Um, but still not good. So they've got Price, but then yes. the rest of the rotation is question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, you look uh, around the diamond, they've got some nice players. But is this going to be a lineup that, like, really and truly mashes? Dustin Pedroia isn't quite what he used to be. Um, Hanley Ramirez is fine, and yeah, maybe he'll be playing first base. We'll be able to stay out there, like, for hopefully for their sake. And Betts is obviously a great player on the rise, and I like Bradley. But I, I just look at this lineup and think to myself, is this going to score a ton of runs? I'm not sure. And I look at this rotation and think to myself, is this going to be good? The people be on price? I'm not sure. I think there are a lot more question marks here than people are saying. And this is a well-run franchise. They've got some prospects. So if things do go poorly to start or if they think they're one starter away, they're likely going to be able to go get someone. But I, I've got some serious questions about how many runs this team is going to score relative to the ballpark they're in. Obviously, they'll score some runs, but a lot of those will be... Uh, a lot of those will be Fenway Park runs. Nonetheless, the opponents get Fenway Park runs too. So I I just have a, a lot of uneasiness about this team that a lot of other people don't. So I, I think that this team might finish third in the American League East. That, like, that could happen. Like they're they're very similar to the to the Orioles in the respect of damn good lineup. Baltimore's lineup and... is better than Boston's. Yes, Baltimore's lineup is better than Boston's, but, you know, like... Baltimore doesn't have a David Price line around. Yes, and uh, Baltimore, yeah, they don't have Price, but we know that all leagues are copycat leagues, and each team tries to uh, reiterate the strategy of the previous champion, and the Boston Red Sox are no exception. 
they went out and spent a little money on the bullpen to attempt to recreate the magic powder that they had there in Kansas City with the playing seven inning games. They went out and they brought in, they traded for Craig Kimball. They brought in Carson Smith. They already had Urahara and Tazawa, and Tazawa has been very good uh, setup man as long as he's facing a team not named the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they they have a fine bullpen, uh, and it'll get mm-hmm. better, obviously, with Kimbrell, but this isn't exactly the Royals' blueprint based on the Royals trying to have excellent defensive players at every spot in the diamond, and there are some... Also true. There, there are some not excellent defensive players on the diamond for the Red Sox. And then there's... We haven't even mentioned the, the hilariousness that has been... Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval saga for this team in the offseason, which... <laughs> I Lord. love watching the Red Sox just burn their money. Yeah. That, That's so good. Uh, it's pretty damn hilarious, and like you see, you just remember. You see remember the, when they tried the trade for Josh Donaldson, and the Blue Jays got him instead, so the Red Sox signed Pablo Sandoval. Oh God, for that's so much more money. That's just, for so that's just one of the coolest money. things that's ever happened. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just I, I I'm skeptical about this team. I'm skeptical about how good they're going to be. Yeah. I I would take the under. I think 86 is a lot. I'll take the under. Okay. Uh, next up, Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox are at 80 and a half wins. And I will tell you that I love the over for the Chicago White Sox. I'm in the opposite, uh, situation. Uh, you can really? why you like the over and I'll tell you why I like the under. Uh, well, first off, predictionmachine.com agrees with me on this. So that's one. I do like the over, and like this, I, I'm, now when I say over, I don't say I'm, I'm not saying, oh my god, this team is winning 88 games. Now they might. I just think that they're at least a 500 team. This White Sox team. I really like their rotation with Sale, Quintana, Rodon, and I mean like the back. Latos and Jags isn't exactly. No, yeah, Matt, Matt, maybe Matt Latos can can recapture some of the magic, but John Danks is is just a body as far as I'm concerned. Um, they brought in Laurie, who probably shouldn't be hitting in the most important position of a lineup, but is still a very good defensive player. And Brett, this Laurie's team has, second for them. That's that's the plan. That's that's their projected lineup. I haven't seen what I haven't seen the official. Okay. Release well, either way, people um, are, are saying that. Well, because I mean, it should be Melky, but they've got Melky hitting fifth. There's no way, in my opinion, that Melky Cabrera can be as bad as he was last year. Are you I sure? Guess. Because we've seen Melky Cabrera have some bad years. That's true. Um, they had the whole Adam LaRoche thing, which... That's one of the reasons why I'm weird. thinking about the under. Yeah, feckin' weird. But, uh, I mean, if I told you that the White Sox are plus 600 to win the AL Central, do you like that at all? I think they're going to finish last. You think they're going to finish dead last in the AL Central? I think they might finish even behind Minnesota. So we are absolutely opposite on the White Sox. Yeah. Uh, Austin Jackson is not that good a ball player anymore. He's their starting center fielder now. Uh, where are where do they have plus players here? First base, yeah, sure, but uh, first and third. third. Yeah, but like, how much of a plus player is Todd Frazier at this point in our lives? Like, he's he's fine. Uh, yeah. the, the catching situation, I don't like all that much. Uh, they got Melky DHing, which I suppose you have to do, but he was a mess last year. Uh, their fourth and fifth starters are a problem. David Robertson was not great last year, and the guys to get you to David Robins, Robertson in this bullpen don't inspire a lot of fear. Jimmy Rollins, <laughs> Jimmy Rollins is their shortstop. Jimmy Rollins yeah, hasn't that's... been a good major league player in some time. Uh, 
There yeah, are some problem cool. spots on this team. And I I don't look at this team and say, oh, yeah, look at this group on the rise. I look at this team and say there's, a, there's some good players here. But there is nothing that makes me say, yes, I, I think this team is going to be great. I think that they have some real potential problem spots. So you have them as a below 500 team? I have them as a below 500 team, and I think, they, I think they'll be closer to last place in the AL Central than they will be to first place. Hmm. Yeah, well, maybe you switch me, but I mean, like, I, I just, I feel their record in one-run games was pretty abysmal last year. and uh, Yeah, but part of the reason why is because their bullpen got knocked around. Yeah, Like, you know, Robertson true. was okay. Like, mm-hmm. he had an ERI plus of 115, but, like, that's... That is not what you'd come to expect of David Robertson from his, his Yankee days. And Duke, again, was fine, a year plus of 115. But I, I think that the bullpen issues that presented themselves a year ago haven't necessarily gone away, where they don't have, they don't have uh, a lights-out guy at the end of the game. Uh, is Robertson going to re- rediscover that form? Maybe. I, I'm not saying he can't, but that's not something I'm willing to bet a whole lot of money on. And then you look at some of the other things they had going for them last year that aren't going for them this time around. Uh, Jeff Samarja, not particularly good, but Jeff Samarja ate 214 innings last year. That's saved mm-hmm. some wear and tear on that bullpen. Jeff Samarja's 214 innings are gone now and have been replaced by what? Matt Latos, has he given you 214 in the American League? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, you look at the the wins above replacement for some of their uh, some of their hitters, and you see some guys who I think um, had I suppose acceptable years last year, but I'm not so sure they're going to repeat them. Is Adam Eaton going to be a guy who puts up a 3.9 WAR again? I'm not sure. Jose Abreu put up a 3.8. No one else is above a two for that team last year. Trace Thompson was the third best guy. He's gone. He's gone in the Todd Frazier trade. So yeah, they bring in Frazier, and yeah, that's and and that's that's good. But I'm I'm just not sold on them. I, I I'm not sold, and I think this team might be not particularly good. A lot like last year's edition of the White Sox. Plus, you start the season with the clubhouse being super pissed about the handling of the LaRoche thing. That's true. Everyone's that is something I'm in a negative place about. already. That is something I'm kind of worried about. Uh, and, you know, maybe I think I think you might have convinced me. You might have convinced me. Todd Frazier might be an all-star at the third base in the American League. They yeah. have increased their win totals every season, though, for the last three years. That's that's another thing I was I was looking at. They went from 63 to 73 to 76. Okay. So I'm just so wondering. They go to 78. Yeah, I know. I'm just wondering if there's four more wins out there for that team this year. Is, I think is, you need five. You got the 81, right? That's true. Yep. So five more wins is the question. Where are those five wins coming from? I, yeah, and, and people might say, well, Brett Laurie is going to be uh, you know, a, a huge upgraded second base for them, and Todd Frazier is a nice upgraded third, and those things, are, those things are both true. I just don't know if they're enough to, uh, to overcome some of their losses, and there's going to be some decline, I think, that comes with age in some of these players. And here's the other thing. Maybe he's the guy with the freak rubber band arm. I don't know. But we've been talking for years about what happens if Chris Sale gets hurt. Yeah. That that is the thing. If Chris Sale gets hurt, this that's team a real problem. That is pretty a much real apart. problem. I think it's just Sale, Quintana, and Rodon are so are tantalizing pitches. on paper <laughs> that I'm just thinking. But Carlos Rodon again, nice player, nice arm, mm-hmm. but has never has never pitched more than 140 major league innings before because last year was the first time he cracked the roster. And he's young. I'm not saying yeah. that means he's bad. I'm just saying, do you know what he's going to be doing over his first full major league season? Um, and he's 23 years old. 
and, and, and again, good player, but he put up an ERA plus of 104 last year, so he's about an average major league starter. Maybe he, he bumps up a little bit, and he was much better in the second half of his, uh, of his season than he was in the first half. But um, it's, a, it, it's a nice arm, but I, I, it's not, to me, the reason why you make a, a, an overbet here. So I agree. All right, I think you talked me out of it. Okay. So moving off the White Sox, we will head to last year's sleeper favorite that fell apart and is once again a team that a lot of people are picking to do some damage. The Cleveland Indians, who are man, that's a good rotation. That's the rotation into, that uh, I'm excited about. Yeah, they, I mean, oh good lord, what a what a rotation this, this is. is rotation Kluber, like. Salazar, Carrasco, Cody Anderson, that's who was decent last good. year. Yeah, um, man, they they look really good. The Cleveland Indians, eighty four wins. Eighty four. That's still too high, I think, though. I agree. That's why I have the Cleveland Indians as a stay away. Yeah. Not ready to trust them yet. Love the off season moves that they made. I mean, Marlon Bird. You know, Bird is what he is at this point. Yeah, but, but if you have a DH combo of him, Napoli Santana, yeah. and then you can have Napoli Santana first and Bird playing right from time to time. I, I, yes. I think you can find the right at bats against the right pitchers for that to be that to be fine. Yeah. Uh, I think that Jan Gomes is going to have a nice bounce back here. Yes, very continue. big bounce back yeah. candidate for me this year. Uh, hopefully, Jason Kipnis can uh, can can play a full season here. So I there there are some parts here that I like, but there are some some question marks here. Uh, third base, Jose Ramirez and Juan Uribe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Left. Not great. Boss. Yeah, left field, uh, Rajay Davis. Okay, like he'll you know it, it, he's. Well, let's say Davis also might be getting squeezed out for playing time because. Uh, Tyler Naquin. Well, he'll play center, push. and then Davis will play left, yeah. right? And obviously yeah. Brantley comes back eventually. Yeah. And they're waiting to get Michael Brantley back. Yeah. Um, but for now, that's where they're at. And that's the thing is so they will be adding. I'm hearing about Brantley, though. Like, and this is my concern about him. Mm-hmm. You've got a situation where, oh, yeah, he's, he's way out of schedule. He's going to be fine for spring training. Oh, maybe he's not fine for spring training. Uh, it just it just feels as though there's been a lot of negative news surrounding what's going mm-hmm. on with Michael Brantley's health, more so. A lot of setbacks, a lot of setbacks. Yeah, so I, I'd be worried about that just being something that's an issue all season long. Yeah, let's hope not, because Michael Brantley is a joy to watch play baseball. So um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and attempt to listen to the doctors who say he's going to be ready mid-April. And if they get him back, then, man, that becomes a scary lineup. Because now all of a sudden you've got Brant, uh, Brantley protecting Lindor. Lindor kind of had his coming out party in the second half of last season when he had 11 home runs and 15 stolen bases. Um, could be a potential 2020 guy if he gets a full, if he's able to play 145-plus games. I really like Francisco Lindor. This, I mean, Oh, yeah, nice player. Yeah, very good lineup. If you get Jan Gomes hitting, like Jan Gomes could be hitting seventh for this team by the end of the year, and Jan Gomes is a you know power hitting catcher who hits two fifty. So I don't know whether I feel good or bad about the Jan Gomes trade now because obviously the Blue Jays traded Jan Gomes and didn't have to do. No, it was a bad. It was a bad trade. But the person who fleeced Anthopoulos for Jan Gomes is now running the Blue Jays, so it's fine. True. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Oh my god! Yeah, that was Anthopolis's. I mean, he made a couple. No, the, of the issue wasn't so much. Oh my god, you gave away Jan Gomes. The issue is you're trading Jan Gomes and Travis Darno because you believe in JP or and Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Like that was the thing. We had three catchers in our lineup, and we picked by far the worst one. Yeah, it's like we've got three. Two of them are can't misses, and yeah. one of them is not great. And we 
pick the not great guy who's struggling for time on the goddamn Phillies right, right. now. <laughs> uh, and and that that hole had to be patched over with uh, with a whole lot of money being paid to Russell Martin. So yeah, yeah. So uh, let's uh, yeah. let's let's move on Fixed from Cleveland because yeah, let, um, let us leave this depressing foundation. Yeah, Cleveland is officially a stay away. Stay away but the, the, if someone puts a gun to your head and said pick one of these, I'd, I'd probably pick the under. This feels yeah. like something's going to go wrong. I think so too. Uh, Detroit, the Tigers, eighty-five wins for the Detroit Tigers. That's got to be an over, doesn't it? Uh, you think so? I, I just have I had to be that, over. I thought that that was. It's really well, weird. Well, let's just we'll, we'll, for, we'll talk about the lineup. Yeah, and then, then we'll then we'll see if we think yeah. it's an over. Uh, mm-hmm. The the leadoff hitter, I would uh, is is it going to be Kinsler's leading off again? I believe Kinsler is still leading so off. Kinsler's leading off. Is it Upton who's hitting second? Justin Upton who is hitting second, yeah. who they brought in the off season. Uh, batting third, we have Miguel Cabrera, who uh, from what yeah. I understand, is, yeah, is a pretty good ball player. Uh, yeah. Or at least the the hitting type. Uh, what is Martinez going to be hitting fourth? Is it JT Martinez or Victor? One of them. They're both real good. Yeah. Nick Castellanos, I think, is going to have a huge year this year. Jose Iglesias, fine player. Uh, McCann and Saltalamacchia, maybe not uh, the optimal catching combination, but you know what? You, you can live with it. And Cameron Mabin, when he comes back and he's playing center field rather than Ghost, like. There, there's a lot there to like. I think it's going to be a great lineup that's going to score a ton of runs. Then you look at the rotation. You got Justin Verlander, Jordan Zimmerman. That, that's uh, you know how you start it. Which you know Verlander isn't what he was, but he'll at least be able to eat some innings. Sanchez, mm-hmm. maybe he rediscovers his form. So yeah, I get that the concern here is, hey, are people going to be able to just take BP off this team? But um, I think that they will be fine. I think that yeah, there are some defensive question marks, but a lot of the guys on this roster are very good defensively. I think other than uh, other than Martinez, uh, and, and they'll be able to, to remedy that situation just with Ghost on the bench. Uh, no, I, I like what they've got going on here a lot, and they've got some kids coming that can pitch a little bit too. They got the former kid they got from the the Mets in the Cespedes trade, obviously Daniel Norris, former Toronto Blue Jay prospect. He's on the DL right now, but he, he'll be able to add their uh, rotation at some point. So. Uh, they might get some boost. That Burroughs guy that people seem to like. Yeah, like Bo, Bo Burroughs, I think yeah, is his name or something. There are just some dudes that are that are on the way. Uh, and they went out and added to the bullpen, too. They go get Francisco Rodriguez. <laughs> Finally, the first time. I know. It only took seven years, but the but Detroit Tigers. That's that bullpen's been for a long time. And, look, it may not be good again, but at least it'll be not a disaster, right? Or at least you yeah. hope it's not a disaster. So uh, not only do I like the Tigers to finish the over here, but I like the Tigers to win the American League Central this season. Interesting. All right. So you're loving the Detroit Tigers over. I I have no feel for this year. I'll be perfectly honest. Last year, when I looked at the over-under totals, I saw, like, I was like Jordan. I just, the hoop was this big. I was like, oh, that one and that one and that one this year. I don't know. I've lost the magic, I think. Maybe maybe it's this podcast that's taking it out of me. Who knows? Um, I just, Tigers, man. What's your scenario? Like, what are you worried about the scenario in which they don't win enough games for you to get paid on this bet? Well, you mentioned it with the the. I mean, Zimmerman will be fine, but Verlander, who I do have as a bounce back candidate, I you know like there is a chance that people are just teeing off on on him and Sanchez, but it could go completely because I mean the back half of that bullpen is Shane Green and Mike Pelfrey or bullpen sorry yeah, rotation, and that's a problem. I get that. Um, yeah, but again, I think that there are some kids that are coming that might be able to help solve some of that problem. Yes. Um, but I, I think that even if Verlander is an old school Verlander, he's He's, he's he was still decent. Yeah, yeah. like he's, good enough. 
Yeah. Um, not good enough for the money he's owed, which is a lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, but good enough for the purposes of this team being uh, very competitive in the American League. Yeah. It's a, like, they, 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 had, they go out and add Justin yeah, Upton, like that, that kind of bat? Like That lineup it's is... It's a good lineup. Scary good. Yes, scary good. Um, is that the second-best lineup in the American League? Yeah, Detroit time? I think so. Yeah, I, 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 think I agree. So. Um, I, I think that Baltimore will score more runs just based on the virtue of ballparks and things like that, but I think that's the second-best mm-hmm. lineup. Yeah. Uh, and here's the crazy thing. Other than first base, that like this is the second best lineup in the American League. Other than first base and left field, they're worse than Toronto at every spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, not second base either. But nonetheless, yeah. Toronto, Toronto's good. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, next up, uh, Houston Astros, trendy, trendy pick this year. God, I love this team. Uh, Eighty-five and a half wins for the Houston Astros. Uh, I think that has to be over, right? Yeah, I, I like the over. Like, what's the scenario Unless, where um, that, that over doesn't – like, they need a lot of stuff to go wrong. Yeah, like, speaking of good lineups, Altuve, Springer, Correa, Gomez, I mean, Kobe Rasmus, whatever you get out of him. Tyler White apparently made the squad because they sent A.J. Sure. Reed down yeah. today. And here's the thing. I think one of Tyler White or A.J. Reed will be fine. We don't know which one, yeah. but one mm-hmm. of them will be fine. Exactly, yeah. I mean, man, like, this team is just – they're this is what – like, they are the anti – uh, Edmonton Oilers right now, the, the Houston Astros. The if I can make it cross properly. Yes, exactly. Like this is this is the if I could make a cross sports comparison. Yeah. This is not just like hey, we're gonna take you know this guy. No, they have drafted and traded well, yeah. and 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 that's and, the thing is that there have been some draft picks that haven't gone well. Mark Appel comes to mind. He of course yeah. got traded for uh, traded for Giles, a closer. Um, yes. But still, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you if you keep hitting on these picks, you can you can do stuff like trade for Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires or trade for Ken Giles. You know what I mean? Because you have all these guys sitting in the minors, and they're or not going to be able to all play that, anyway, yeah. right? No. So there you go. Um, yeah. No, I, I like this team a lot. I think they're going to win the AL West. Going I, I away. Really, uh, going away. Yeah, I I really do like the yeah. over on this uh, team. They're going to win uh, ninety games for sure. Although the thing. That scares you with this team is, and it cost them game five against the Royals last year, the bullpen. I mean, I realize they brought in Giles, but Giles struggled in yes, spring training, and they moved Gregerson. They announced it like a few hours ago that Gregerson, when this team takes the field, because they were supposed to take the field earlier today, but unfortunately rain delay stopped that. Uh, but when they take the field tomorrow against the Yankees, Luke Gregerson will be the guy getting the saves and not Ken Giles. Yes, and that's that's significant. But here's the one thing I will say is they still have a whole lot of prospects. Yes. And if there's one thing that you can go fix if you have a whole lot of prospects at the deadline, it's mm-hmm. bullpen. Uh, yes. And maybe you can argue they could have done that last year. But they had the, the, the bullpen problems didn't start for them last year until very late. Um, yes, they, they just started fall, uh, breaking down. Right, was... right. So I think that that's a mistake they're not going to let happen to themselves again. And again, they've got they've got dues to trade that are that have value. So mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm I'm not necessarily worried about that. That's that's we have... that's the only weakness on this team, though. Everything else is great. Yeah, and we haven't even mentioned that they have the defending Cy Young Award winner Dallas yeah, that's Keuchel. Right. Uh, and on, that's by Colin McHugh, Mike Fire, Scott Hellman, Doug Fister, Lance the Color yeah. sitting in the 15 day DL. Shoulder yeah. soreness, which is obviously not what you want, nope. but maybe he gets back at some point. You know what I mean? Like, and McCullers is fine. Uh, there's 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 some reasons to uh, to think this team is very good. This and I think you could put together an argument for them being the best team in the American League. 
Yeah, they're oh, man. It's, it's just really, really like who like, is just if if like who is the best team in the American League as far as just having good players all the way around and you don't have this big glaring question mark. I think it's still the Kansas City Royals. Well, let's talk about their rotation when we get there. Who, yeah, who we there will are some concerns. talk about. Yeah, we can talk about right oh, now. Okay, let's talk about Kansas City Royals right now. Yeah. Um, let's Fancy see. that. That's what we call a transition, Craig. You know about those. You're in the business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not good at them. Uh, let's, let's look at the Kansas City Royals rotation if we're talking about who the best team in the American League is. Can you be yes. the best team in the American League if your projected starters are Edison Volquez, who up and down last year, but fine, Chris yeah. Young, Yes, Jordano Ventura. Who's been, who's been beating the the numbers yeah. for the last couple of years, yes, Chris Young yes. has. Like, the numbers guys are watching Chris Young, and they're just wringing, his, wringing their hands, and they're like, soon, soon. <laughs> like, Probably so, soon. Jordano yeah. Ventura, fine. Ian Kennedy, way too much money for that contract. Yes. Way too and he's much hurt money. right now, too, isn't he? Uh, he's, he's, he's not on the DL. Strength thing or something? He's not on the DL. But, yeah, but you know. he, 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 there, are, there are some questions. And Chris Medlin, who's got history of being hurt himself. and you know, Two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. I don't know if you can be the best team in the American League if you have those five players as your starting pitchers. Yeah, I mean, the rotation isn't great. It wasn't that much better last year, though, either, now, was it? Well, I mean, they at the very lost, least they had Johnny Cueto, which, you know, yes, was, was... for half a season. Yeah. yeah. Although he wasn't great for them, except for one playoff, the the one playoff appearance he had against Houston. He was really good. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, and obviously, goal. defensively, that makes up for yes. a lot of runs that this team might allow, is the fact that they, mm-hmm. are, uh, they are really good at playing defense. So I think that that needs to be uh, that needs to be addressed, and I, I get that's part of the the run saving the run saving situation, and so is obviously the um, the fact that the bullpen is excellent. Uh, yes. But Jeremy Guthrie again wasn't particularly good, but Jeremy Guthrie at the very least is able to eat some innings last year. Johnny Cueto was able to eat some innings last year. I I I just wonder when the clock strikes midnight for some of these guys they've got in the rotation you know jason mm-hmm. vargas last year uh, you know we started yes. nine games for them and again not great but these are guys that are eating innings that are and if any of these guys happens to fail the guys they've got sitting the there plan? dylan g eh, yeah. danny duffy and eh, chenman wong eh. yeah it's it just that that to me is the problem now you look around the diamond they have plus defensive players in the following spots. Left field, center yeah. field, right field, first base, shortstop, like catcher, obviously. Yeah, catcher. Like they're, yeah. They're, they're good defensively, and, and those guys that I just mentioned are all pretty good offensive players, too. Other than Orlando, they're all probably plus offensive players as well. And maybe not so much Escobar, but the, the, the point stands. So they'll, they'll, they'll be able to do some things, and they'll be able to save some runs via defense. I don't think they're bad by first imagination. This is a playoff team, I think. But yeah. I don't believe that they are uh, – I don't think they're as good as Detroit, and I don't think they're as good as Houston. So, 87 wins is their over-under. I actually is, still like the over. You still like the over? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't love in it. like, low 90s, like 90 games. I liked it better last year when they had this team at, like, 80, at 80 wins, and I was like, oh, God, yeah, over. Was, <laughs> like, that was way more fun. Way that was so much fun. easier. Yeah, that was so much easier than 87. Uh, yeah, I just... 87's 
kind of too high for me because uh, I don't know. It's a stay away for me, the Kansas City Royals, but I believe in them, and I still think they're going to be a playoff team and probably a damn tough out. As it's like they had another barn burner with the the Mets yesterday, where they were just manu just manufactured runs, and the Mets crawled back yeah. a little bit and ha- had the tying run. Wade Davis actually looked human for the first time since he's been a relief pitcher for Kansas City. Just what happens if they have a a situation where the bullpen is good but not like crazy good? Then they yes, that is and officially bullpens, a problem. As we've learned over the years, for them like can can have that happen where it's just a bad year for that bullpen. Steve Delabar was an all-star yeah, two years exactly. ago. Bullpens, yeah, exactly. Yeah, bullpens, weird so stuff bullpens, happens. Yeah, very, very weird stuff I'm happens. I'm not saying that will happen. I'm not predicting that to occur. I'm just saying if this bullpen isn't excellent, that presents a significant problem because the rotation is not going to be excellent. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so, I don't know. I have him as a stay away unless you can talk me into liking the – because you, you, you seem like you like the over way more than uh, – uh, I, I, I'm i I'm fine with a stay away. I'm just saying if you're betting this one, I, I would take the over because, again, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So and, and they've got the best manager in the league, Ned Yost. <laughs> of course they do. Yeah, when did Ned Yost start costing them games instead of yeah, – I'm like, surprised like game six had... against the Blue Jays when he by all rights should have cost them the game. Yeah, somehow all weird – all of his terrible bunting and and weird stuff, it's just it, it's still yet to come back to haunt Ned Yost, and it's because that bullpen's been so lights yeah, it's out. It's easy that. to just say, hell yeah, we'll go with the lights out relievers again, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so annoying. Um, next up, the Los Angeles Angels, and this is one of my this is gonna be one of my one of my picks right here. The Los Angeles Angels are eighty two and a half wins. And I love the under. I am not a fan of this Los Angeles Angels team. I am incredibly worried about the rotation. They play in a tough division. And I just think that they are due for a stinker of a season. Uh, I liked them when they were at 81.5 wins. They jumped up to 82.5. I still like them. And the thing that scares me the most about this team, their record in one-run games last year, Craig, when they won 85 games, was 35-17. and 17, hmm. Which is a very significant outlier. Yeah. Um, so. They've improved at a couple of spots. Uh, yes. Obviously. And they still have the best player in – well, we can debate – Harper I, and Trout, yeah. but I still think Trout is the best player. At the very least, he's the best player in the American baseball. League. Yes. Um, they've improved at a few spots. They've improved at shortstop, obviously. Yes. Uh, I think CJ Crone's going to have a nice year. Yeah, I, I am a fan of Crone. I like I like the name. Well, here's the thing. I don't like Daniel Nava is hitting second in this lineup right now. Yeah, Mike Trout should probably be hitting second. Yeah. Um, you know, Escobar, I'm... He's playing third now. I'm not sure what his defensive stats have been over the last few years, but I mean, he, he's never been a great hitter, especially when he's been playing in the American League as opposed to the National League. Daniel Nava has been bouncing around for a little bit. Trout, Pujols, Calhoun, Crone, those are like the middle of the lineup I like. Angelton Simmons, who they brought in from Atlanta, whatever, and then Perez well, and Giovatel. He's a little more than there. whatever. He's the best defensive player on the planet. Yes, yes. Which is, which but, is good. But that doesn't necessarily stick. help him score a ton of runs, that does it? Exactly. Well, yes, but some. he is a fantastic shortstop, oh, and especially when you're upgrading him over Ibar. Um, the rotation is 
spotty at best. I think Richards is fine. Andrew Heaney, I think, got a little bit lucky to start last year, so that's like yes. some of his numbers. Jared Weaver, I don't know if you haven't read scouting reports about Jared Weaver in the spring. Uh, don't if you are on a full stomach. Uh, yeah, it's not good. No, he has been. He can't crack eighty five anymore. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, Santiago and Shoemaker are guys like whatever. Um, Santiago and Shoemaker are bullpen guys. They should not be like they are guys who have bullpens left. They should not be starting for major league rotation guys, especially Shoemaker. I mean, Santiago is sure. at least passed, but Shoemaker is definitely a bullpen guy. They're banking on maybe CJ Wilson can come back, but I he's wouldn't got... be betting heavily on that. No. But um, and here's the thing about this team is there isn't really a whole lot of farm system to uh, deal yeah. from, is there? And the, bull, uh, the bullpen outside of Houston Street isn't great either. No, the, no, no like, it's not. So, uh, no, I, I like the under here. I, I agree with you. And I, I absolutely I, love the under. It's going to be them or Oakland that finishes last in that division, right? I think so, yeah. But I do – I mean, we can get to them in a little bit, but I do kind of like Oakland this yeah, year. Yeah, we'll talk about the A's when we get there. Step up uh, a little bit. But we uh, both like the under on the Angels. I think. On the Angels, unless you can say – talk me out of it. No, I, I see no reason why I would. Uh, so next up, we have the Minnesota Twins. And the Minnesota Twins are sitting for them, I guess you could say, a respectable 77.5 wins. They had 83 last year. I kind of like the over. I, I do like the over. Of, uh, I do like Minnesota's over as well, because I think they're going to be right around where they were last I year. I think they're better much. than last year's team. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, so and you, people you might think that like, oh, I meant win total. Win total-wise, I think they're going to be around, hovering around 83 again. I, yeah, I think like, that's, I, that's, I, that's a fair number. But, and, and, oh, they're above 500 yeah, at the very yeah, least, aren't they? And people are going to look at it and say, well, hey, I don't trust uh, you know Dozier or Plouffe to have the same seasons they had last year. And, yeah, that might be true, but you've got – a full season of Byron Buxton playing center field for you, which maybe he's not going to be great with the bat, but at the very least he's going to be awesome with the glove. Uh, yes. You've got Miguel Sano for a full season in the outfield now, and he's going to rate because he's great. Yes. Um, no, I, I I think this team scores more runs. They got the Byung-Ho Park lottery ticket. Yeah, yeah, I think this team's going to score more runs, and I think that they'll allow a similar amount. I think that uh, their record will wind up being very similar to what it was last season. If so, you will comfortably hit the over, bet the over. Yeah, I do like the over. I mean, the rotation, obviously. The bullpen is slightly scary. Everybody's waiting for Glenn Perkins to kind of fall off a cliff. He did not have a great back half of the last season. No, he he was okay in the spring. Like, the velocity was down a little bit, but uh, he was still deceptive enough that he was able to get people out. Is that going to continue all season? I don't know. Um, But he was able to still find a way this spring. And, yeah, the bullpen doesn't exactly inspire fear, obviously. No. Uh, Neither does the rotation. I mean, Phil Hughes is is still the opening What I'll say about the rotation, other than Nolasco, is it feels like there's a lot of average dudes here. Yes, Gibson, Santana, Malone, and Hughes, average, and Nolasco is bad. But it does look like they're going to be using – they've got a couple guys who are waiting in the wings to see what they can do. Uh, Jose Barros and Tyler Duffy are – got to figure those guys are in the rotation at some point of the season trying to figure out what they can do. So, I I mean, I just – I think this is a team that's going to – score runs and potentially win baseball games. And I, I, I 
I really like the over on, on the Minnesota Twins at 77 and a half. Yeah, I, I think you're right. So next up, New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. Everybody's favorite. I mean, actually, you know what? They're not even the favorite team in the city they play. So, <laughs> my God. The New York Yankees, who do it every year. We've been talking about them falling off a cliff every year for the past four years. About the contracts coming back to bite them. When are these guys going to get so old and so fat that they can't play? We say it every year, yet every year it never happens. They were in the playoffs last year, lost the uh, the one-game playoff to the Houston Astros. But the New York Yankees, Craig, are 85 games. Under. Like, finally. Yes. This will be the year that it's under. <laughs> you think so? Yes. We say this every year. Every this year we say this. This is the year. Um, old guys all over the diamond. Catcher, first base, right field, center field. Third base, guys that I don't necessarily trust to be good for 162 games. Um, is Starlin Castro going to revert to you know leading the NL and hit Starlin Castro? Probably not. The rotation, Tanaka, question mark, question mark, question mark. Is he going to be healthy? Yeah. Pineda, same thing. Nathan Eovaldi, some interesting stuff. He can throw hard, but there's some questions about the secondary stuff. And it was a little bit better the second half of last year. We'll see if he can continue that. Luis Severino, young guy, not sure if he's going to be a guy who can be consistently good. CeCe Sabathia, disaster, tire fire. Uh, if he starts against oh. Toronto, he's not getting out of the third inning. He's put weight back on again. And, and well, that and he can't throw fast anymore. That's yeah, and he's, he's absolutely lost his power. Yeah, so that seems like an issue. Uh, the bullpen's great. The bullpen yes. has Andrew Miller, Dylan Batances, and Aroldis Chapman at some point, 30 games into the season. Shooting at the walls of heartache. Bang, bang. Uh-huh. <laughs> Allegedly. So, <laughs> uh, either way, great bullpen. But for the great bullpen to be a real asset, you have to be winning late in the game. Yeah. And, and Miller already has that. Now it's his non-pitching hand, but people are wondering whether or not he's going to be able to field with that non-pitching hand. I mean, I personally think he'll be fine, but if – God forbid, like he has to catch like a comebacker. Yeah, that that might make things a whole lot worse. Uh, Batances is obviously one of the better relief pitchers in baseball, and Chapman, when he's not in trouble with you know whatever, uh, is a tremendous baseball player. But they're not going to see him till at least the middle of May. I I really like it, but until then, it's Chase and Shreve and Brian Mitchell trying to get to the uh, trying to get to Andrew Miller, right? So until they get back, I mean, the bullpen's not exactly the sexiest. The lineup, it's just man, it's a who's who of old school tragedy, isn't it? Like they're just like it's not good. They're they're really not washed up all stars. They really are. I mean, at like a rod. Against all odds, last year had 24 home runs and hit 250. <laughs> he should have like been a disaster. I mean, he, he played some pretty good ball. He, he had a very good first half. fell fell apart a little in the second half, which happens when you take a year off because of a drug suspension. Of course. Yeah, Teixeira still keeps doing his thing, man. He still just keeps churning out those Great 20 home run seasons. Yes, I, I, I not having him all year is an issue. That was a mistake, wasn't it? Like, well, no, he's hurt. Well, the, yeah, the, yeah. Cause now they got to play Chase Headley all the time, and and just. Well, I think he was going to have to play all the time, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's true. He, I don't know. I just I I look at this and and 
and just there's yeah, a lot bird of, blew his knee up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Headley's yeah. not a good baseball player anymore. Uh, no, at least an above average one. Didi Gregorius, I hear good things about as far as uh, him improving his, his his hitting skills. He improved his stick over the over the yeah. last half because I, I I had him on the fantasy team, and one of the all time great cuts was me cutting Didi Gregorius for Carlos Correa. But that said, when I did cut him. He, he found his stick. Yeah, he, he found his stick halfway or right after the All-Star break. In that and season. here's the other so thing, it, and this haunted the Yankees a couple of times against Toronto. Well, there's a few things that haunted the Yankees against Toronto. One, mm-hmm. guys in the bullpen, other than the big arms, they have to use them. Like Chase yes. and Shreve against the Blue Jays turned out to be a bad situation. Yeah, he, cost them, he personally cost them back-to-back games in New York, that one series in, I want to say, August. Yeah. Uh, let's not also forget the fact that the Blue Jays feasted on a lot of Yankee starters. Basically, everyone besides Tanaka got yeah. knocked around by the team. Carlos Beltran's defense was a problem. A big problem. Ooh, um, yes. and, and maybe they'll be able to get out from some of that just with uh, with Aaron Hicks taking some of the bats, and I like Hicks a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But... It's still just not a good situation, I think, for them, for a lot of guys defensively on this team. And the fact that a lot of them get hurt a lot. So, no, I, I, I think this is the under. This is the under big time. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, gun to my head, I'm taking the under. I'm not willing to place any money on it because every year the Yankees do something. And because their over-under is 85, their last three seasons – 2013, 85, 2014, 84, 2015, 87. So I just, I, I can't reach into my pocket, pull out money, and slap it down. You seem more willing to do that than me. I'm going to go ahead and completely check it out and say that they're a stay away from me, but you're 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 slamming the gas pedal on. I, on, I like the under a lot. On the under. All right. Here's a team I, I love the over for. Because if we're going to go, like, this is one of the old adages I have. If, if, if you love the under in, in for one team in a division, you've got to love the over for another team in the division. And that is the Oakland Athletics at 75 and a half games. I think this is a 500 team. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think that they're a team that can make some moves. I do like their rotation, so do I. despite the fact, the, fight, the fact they've got some guys hurt right now. And the lineup is, I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. A fine and and is they'll be smart enough to worse. be able to yeah. use this lineup properly. Like Danny yeah. Valencia, you would think, is mostly going to start against left-handed pitchers. Exactly, yes. Um, and they've got some nice defensive players here. Yonder Alonso coming over as well. Um, it's it's not what you would call... Um, you they know, don't blow you away. Lineup, like you don't, yeah, you don't look it's at the an names eight lineup, on paper. They'll scrap and they'll uh, they'll be a pain in the ass to get out sometimes. So um, yeah, I'm uh, I, I like this team more than the odds makers seem to. I'll take the over as well. Yeah, I, I like the over as well. And I just, I mean, like you look at the names and the, and the names in the lineup don't blow you away, but they they just they put together solid lines. And they got they were a a monstrously unlucky team yes, last year. Hugely unlucky team. By the by, the metrics, and I just think that they'll some of that will swing back the other way, and they'll get they'll get a few few more W's. Don't love them to win the divisions or any. I don't like any of their division winning numbers or anything like that. But I do like Oakland over. I expect them to win between 
78 and 82 games, which is more than 75 and a half. Sure. So, yeah, Oakland. No, I, uh, I like the over two. Next up, Seattle Mariners. Kind of a, like, they've been perennial. We, we, we really wanted them to bust out. I had them in the World Series last year. Whoops. That was one of my, yeah, that was my whoopsie, obviously. I mean, the, I wouldn't have said that at the All-Star break, obviously, but before a pitch was thrown in the 2015 season, I had the Seattle Mariners. I, I loved the over on everything. I lost a bit of money on this Mariners team. So I'm hesitant to go back to the well on 83 wins. What, what say you, Craig? That's an interesting number. That's uh... right around where it should yeah. be, right? That's a very good. Damn you, Vegas, for being so good. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I think I would take the under, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, on 83. Some, I, some I, nice I, players, but some holes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the under on 83. I know Prediction Machine kind of likes the Mariners because they did get a little unlucky in, in terms of what they did last year. But a lot of that bad luck was brought upon themselves. I mean, By the Fernando Bobby, Rodney situation? Yes, the Fernando Rodney situation. I mean, uh, God, And that's not a, no longer an issue. No, uh, it's a, like Fernando Rodney is not there, but the <laughs> Steve Ciszek was not great. You know, last year for the uh, – oh, God, what team was he playing for? Uh, C-Shack, come on, National League team. Yeah, he was playing for um, – oh, my God, what can I think of? He's playing for the, uh, the Marlins slash – Marlins. Yes, thank you. Uh, he was great for St. Louis. Yeah, he, he was great for St. Louis. They got him like as the setup guy now. Yeah, it's true. They've got, they've got him as the closer right now. And, I mean, I just the, – I mean, the lineup's pretty good, and – you figure they're only going to use Adam Lind against, you know, left-handed pitching, and no, no, they brought don't in a, use Adam Lind against, or sorry, yeah, against right-handed pitching, right? And Aoki they brought in, and and he's definitely an upgrade for them. Uh, Marte they brought in Cano, who he had a lot of health problems last year. Yes, you figure he's he's due for a bounce back this year. Better than he was last year. I'm very confident. Absolutely. Well, his second half splits, right, were were a bit more the Robbie Cano we're we're used yeah. to than the. Uh, um, does Nelson Cruz go on a tear like he did last year and have close to forty home runs? I don't know. I would think that's highly unlikely. But I don't know if they're going to need as many Nelson Cruz home runs. So they get a few more from uh, from Robbie Cano, and then obviously yeah. uh, Lind is going to chip in a little bit as well. They may not need the same number of, of mm-hmm. homers from Nelson Cruz, so. Now, the rotation, a couple things to like, a couple things to be worried about. Felix Hernandez is obviously still King Felix, nothing to worry yeah. about there. Taiwan Walker looks like he's ready to make the leap. He right. had a very good, uh, he had an up and down. Up and down last very, year. He's not going to be soft. worse than he was last year. He's either going to be better or the same, I think. Yes, exactly. Hisashi Iwakuma, who I've always loved, and he's a strikeout guy, he hasn't been able to top 90 this year. And there's a lot of miles on that elbow because he did come over from overseas. And, man, did he struggle after the All-Star break of last season. So you wonder if there's just some overall fatigue in that arm. It's quite possible. Whether or not it's slowing down. Wade Miley was never very good. No, he was just destroyed in Boston. And now, that said, he's getting out of Fenway Park and going to... 
And it's he is still, a fly it's still ball called pitcher. Safeco Field, right? I, whatever it's called, I think it's. Safeco. Well, yeah, I think it's Safeco. So Nonetheless, yeah. uh, from for a pitcher of his skill set, that's a yeah. pretty dramatic ballpark change. Yes, so you figure his numbers should improve just based on that alone, yeah. right? So. Uh, and then Nathan uh, Carnes. That here's what scares yes. me about Nathan Carnes: is Tampa Bay usually doesn't trade pitchers that turn out to be great for the other team. Yes, uh, that is a a big Dirk Diggler light blowing up red flag that is hanging around Nate Carnes. Yeah. But but fine for Tampa in his uh, yeah. that he was there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I get the, the, that rotation has potential to be good, but you, they're, they're, good. They're, you're going to look at some spots in the lineup, and there's going to be some spots where it's just not what you want. So it's it's the the bottom half of that. Lineup is Flat. once you get once you get past, get past Kyle Seager, the last four guys are pretty lousy. Lind, Seth Smith, who's actually you know nursing a leg injury right now too. Chris Iannetta and Leonis Martin, who's you know a speedy guy, but he has to get on base in order to use that speed. And I just and Aoki's good, but he's I don't know if Norichika Aoki should be leading off in a major league lineup. In 2016, do you? Nope. No, me neither. So, I'm going to stay away from the Mariners, but if gun to my head, I kind of like the under on the 83. I I, I would agree with that uh, that assessment entirely. All right, so we're getting down to the uh, final three here. Tampa Bay, the Rays, who uh, got kind of a mixed performance. I mean, really just one bad inning from... Uh, Archer. Chris Archery, Chris Archer yesterday against you know the best hitting <laughs> team baseball. in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not what you want. Uh, no, no, no I, I like this team. What's what's the what's the number on them again? Sorry, on the Tampa Bay Rays, seventy eight. It started. It opened at eighty one and a half, and it has dipped to seventy eight. So people have loved, loved, loved the under. I don't get it. Uh, I think that they, I, I think they'll pitch well enough that they'll win enough games. I had the under on this team as well. I, I, I'm picking the over. I like this team. I, I had the under at 81.5. I can't recommend it at 78, no, though. Yeah, having to give away three wins is not what you want. Yeah. Uh, so I, no, I, I just like this team a lot. I think that they are going to pitch extremely well. I think they've improved yeah. enough offensively that they should be all right. Uh, they're, they're still good defensively, as they always are. Um. No, I think that there. To me, the problem here is how many games is the bullpen going to give away. Yes, that is one thing. That's the only like, the thing. And they're not going to score a ton, but I think they'll score enough. It's just will the bullpen give away some of these games? Yeah, here's the thing that they point to. Now the bullpen is terrible. Alice Colome was named the, the the opening day closer over Farquhar again, and Farquhar is a guy who's been waiting for a closing job for three years now. Uh, couldn't quite squeeze it in Seattle, and now he can't take it from Alex Colome, which is strange to me. Boxberger eventually is going to come back, and uh, I think Boxberger is eventually going to come back and probably take that that role. And I'll tell you, the guys over at Prediction Machine and some of the other analytics guys don't like this Tampa Bay team. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they will be facing three tough lineups constantly that will be raking Baltimore, Toronto, and the Red Sox. Their guys do have question marks. I mean, Matt Moore is a guy who's come off two arm things as well. They're using him. Drew Smiley spent 
you know, half of last season on the DL and then wasn't very good when he got back because he was injured. I mean, he's had a whole offseason now, so he should be ready. Chris Archer is still Chris Archer, but Chris Archer also got bashed around a little bit by the Toronto Blue Jays, although he did strike out 12 guys. Yeah, I I wouldn't worry about Chris Archer's start. No, I'm not worried about Chris Archer. I'm just saying that this team is going to go up against a lot of uh, against a lot of teams. Like the other four teams in the division are going to put up runs. And it's just where are their runs coming from, even with the – like, this is just me playing devil's advocate, no, right? It's, just, it's fair, and I get the question, where yeah. are the runs coming from? Because yeah. if you look around the diamond, where where are the above-average offensive players in the position? Right. Uh, they have two. Third base and, and – Corey Dickerson in outfield, I think, is their, their two above. Yeah. I mean, this lineup is weird. I mean, they had Logan Morrison, and this is a team that uses, and, and we, we watched a bit of the game yesterday, and we were discussing this, that this is a team. That uses analytics that, to figure out their lineups. And, and and has used it extremely well in the past to squeeze five-plus wins. That's another reason why you should never uh, bet against Tampa Bay is because they do squeeze wins out when they shouldn't, yeah. and they usually squeeze out an extra five-plus wins per season. But going back to the lineup thing, they had Logan Morrison, who's, you know, like a career 220, 230 hitter, hitting in the most important spot of the leg. He was hitting second yesterday against the Blue Jays. Yeah, and that's not what you want. No, that was awkward for everybody. I, I guess I, I guess they just feel that the runs just aren't going to be there enough for this this lineup. And it doesn't matter if Chris Archer can go you know, seven innings and only give up one run if one run's all you need to beat a team. Yeah, uh, I, I just think that they'll be able to scrape out enough to mm. be competitive. More than competitive. Yeah. It's a tough one. I like, I, I think they're good to win more than 78. Yeah. So that's that's what I would say. Yeah. I, I think... I, I'm just glad I got my money in when they were 81 and a half. That's all I'm going to say because I can't recommend... Tampa Bay going either way at 78, but at 81 and a half, I do like them to be under, I think, because I think they're going to be in the high 70s as far as wins. Yeah, that's fair. Especially in this division, which has a couple teams that will be raking. Um, next up, Texas Rangers. Texas. Oh, yeah. oh God. I'm, I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that I'll, t- I'll tell you a matchup baseball wants in the division round series. It's Toronto and Texas again. If they can get another Toronto, Texas, <laughs> another, another Toronto, Texas five game series, they they will be. Uh, I don't know if my heart will be able to take that. Uh, oh, that, that would be so. They, they'd be quite happy, especially with all the, the fact that there were three bench clearing brawls and that. Like people forget because game five was so weird. In, in all People of the intricacies. That the bench is cleared multiple times. Yeah, the bench is cleared in games two and three as well. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> like, so, uh, uh, well, that's one, like, the crazy, like, what's, and I understand that we're fans of the Blue Jays, so it, it changes the significance, but, like, what's a more memorable Major League Baseball series than that one over the last, like, ten years? Uh, There's been a few that have been really good. Yeah. Like, I think I, of um, the Texas versus San Francisco World Series is having a lot of Yeah, I was going to say uh, that Texas Cardinals World yes, Series. Yes, that where, one too. Where, where Actually, Texas yeah, that had, one's even better. Um, yeah, Texas had the one strike to win the World Series like four times yeah. and never did. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, nonetheless. Uh, Man, Texas had some hard times. Yeah, I was going to say, how come a Texas is on the bad end of all these ones? Uh, yeah. Nonetheless, it's, uh, that was just a crazy memorable series. Yeah. Um, Speaking on this year's Rangers team, let's, what's the, the number that we're looking at here? 
86. 86 for the Texas Rangers, who, uh, I mean, solid team. Solid team. Yeah. Sorry, you like the over? Yeah, I think so. I think that this is a playoff team. I think this is one of the wild teams. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Holland, whatever they get out of Darvish, which, I mean, fuck, they'll take anything out of it from, yeah. I think get from Darvish. I, I got my fingers crossed. Yeah. I love you, Darvish. And yeah, the, like, the rotation's solid. Uh, yeah, you have Hamels. Hamels. It, it, it's not world beaters. Like, you don't have, like, that eights you're no. scared of because Hamels isn't that guy. Um, mm-hmm. But there's no one in there you're like, oh, my God, teams are going to feast on this guy. Um, yeah. Especially if Holland can come back and be somewhat close to what he was. Uh, and then you look around the lineup. You've got Fielder DHing. That's fine. Moreland at first is fine. Odor at, mm-hmm. uh, at second, a good player. And the Jays couldn't get him out during that fight. Oh, my God. He was a little – he was a gnat last year. You, just, you, couldn't get, you couldn't get rid of him. Elvis Andrews. Some defensive question marks there. Uh, yes. <laughs> thankfully. The gr- uh, but uh, generally, generally good, like not the, the player they thought they, he, were, he was when they gave him all that money, but, you know, he can passable as a major league short stop. Beltre continues to have just this incredible career. I like the Ian Desmond signing for a couple of reasons. One, the fact that he can play a bunch of different spots for them, and two, I just think he, he can hit a little bit. So I think that he's going to be a guy with something to prove this season. Um and and DeShields and and Chu uh, and Chu isn't what he was obviously but I think that they'll be able to make something work. Josh Hamilton coming off the DL eventually. I I like this team. I think that I think they're good. They're not as good as Houston, but I still think they're one of the five American League playoff teams. I, I their bullpen. Um, they've got guys who can pitch. I mean, Sean Tolleson was very good for them out of nowhere last year as, as a, as a closer, uh, Sam Dyson outside of, uh, one particular at bat was, uh, a very solid guy. Uh, the dude, the Hawaiian dude, uh, Kaloni Kaya. Yeah, yeah, Kalea, uh, Kalea, Kalea. Name is. Yeah. Just throwing heat. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, good bullpen. Um, um, yeah. Diekman, Willemson, I mean, it, they've got dudes. They, there are a lot of situational dudes, but they've got so many dudes specific. Like you can make it work. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's good. This is one of the better bullpens in the AL, I think. And Tolson really is the closer that makes you like you know cower in fear, but he's he's fine. Um, no, yeah, he, well, he just he throws that because I had him on my fantasy team last year, so I know he throws that cutter that just rises and everybody pops it up. It's just so weird. Like they they it's like. It just it comes in at the last second and everybody's the guy's like I got it and then it just glances off the top of their bat and then the second baseman's like ooh hey <laughs> like, I don't know he just he gets guys to pop up but yes he he's not a guy that when he's coming out of the bullpen you're like oh my god right John Tolleson we are <laughs> right but uh, solid team I think I'm gonna have them as one of the oh. so. Without further ado, we get to the Toronto Blue Jays. We get to the team that uh, everyone in, in our, uh, our, our, most of our friends and, and family will be waiting for us to talk about. Last year's American League East champions, the Toronto Blue Jays, 87 wins for the Blue Jays. Over. Yeah, I think so too. Not willing to lay any money on it for fear of... Cursing uh, the team? Yeah, jinxing purposes, so I won't do it myself. But uh, if for those out there in the ether who are listening, no, over is over, over is the way to go. Um, yeah, you look at it, and they've got excellent, excellent, excellent players at every mm-hmm. spot around the diamond. Um, they have the MVP at third base. They have one of the ten best players in baseball at short. They have a guy who has had a Hall of Fame-esque peak, may not get in the Hall of Fame just because of the late start, but a Hall of Fame-esque peak the last five years in Jose Bautista. 
Kevin Pillar put up what was it like a six war last season or five something war just based on the fact that he was on, on the defensive run so whatever yeah. like that, that still counts uh, yeah, I think Michael Saunders does. could be a guy that if he stays healthy I know it's a big if but uh, he can be uh, he can be effective Ryan Goins uh, excellent defense like everyone around the diamond brings something to the table we haven't even mentioned Russell Martin who's probably the best catcher in the American League uh, mm-hmm. everyone around the diamond brings something to the table this by far the best lineup in baseball it's not close it's by far the best lineup in baseball um, and they're going to score a ton of runs. So if you're going to have that happen, you don't need you, the, your rotation to be you know, incredible. And I think the rotation is going to have an excellent pitcher in Stroman and four guys who are average or above in Dickie Happ, Sanchez, and Estrada. Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean... Sh- they're going to be... It's, it's, it, if, if Houston's not the best team in the American League, the Blue Jays are. Yes, I, 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 I absolutely agree. I mean, you, you look at the – this is the most exciting, excited to be about a Blue Jays team since uh, since 93, I think. Um, we got everybody healthy because the thing that, you know, bleeped the expectations last year was Saunders tripped on a sprinkler, tore his knee, and then Marcus Stroman fielding, like, jumping off the mound. His knee just went, nope, and, like, stopped working, and then – Instead of pitching, he was going to Duke to get his degree, which I don't know. Did you hear about that? They only mentioned it a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I think Sportsnet might have at least talked about it a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> good uh, but, I mean, good for him, but uh, you don't need to bring it up every three seconds. And here's the other thing uh, that people aren't going to be talking about. Is, think, compare the bullpen arms that were around the team this time last year compared to this year. The, the you know, middle yes. guys. Way better yes. this year. Way better. That was the thing that, like, they needed <laughs> – I mean, I hate to be that guy, but if they had Brett Cecil in that game two against, because remember the Jays choked up, yep. yeah, the if game Brett two against Cecil the Royals. Was healthy, they're probably going to win that game. They're going to win that game, and then they head back to Toronto, split. three games with with a uh, split with a split. Yeah. So, but I mean, they brought in Gavin Floyd, who, I mean, when he's healthy, he's pitched well in his career. His uh, I think that he might be a, a useful open guy, and if he's not, who cares? Yeah, he gave up nothing exactly. to get him. Um. They also added. Who did they add yesterday? They added uh, uh, Franklin Morales, yeah, right? Who needed left. nice lefty splits, and they need someone yeah. with nice lefty splits. Exactly. So they go get him, and then you add him to Cecil, obviously. Um, they, they traded Ben Revere for Drew Storen. He's now the trade. setup man, and just you know, solid, solid moves. And the lineup, the lineup, Craig, it's just so good. Yeah. I mean, Russell Martin is hitting eighth for this team. He should be leading off. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, and here's the other thing that people are talking about. Well, price is gone. And yes, that's true. David's price and Marcus Stroman in the regular season last year for the Toronto Blue Jays combined to start 17 games. I would think that number is higher this season. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. But Marcus Stroman's probably starting more than 17 times this year. Yeah, I agree. And, and, I, I mean, I just I think Hap, Hap's going to be solid. Estrada will be solid as provided his back allows him to be solid. Sanchez, they probably like he's probably going to be in the bullpen around July or whatever. Yeah, I was going to say July. Okay. Well, I think July is the time because you probably have to go get. Some, well, maybe maybe Drew Hutchison just mm-hmm. lights it up in Buffalo and you can bring him up from the spot. Who, who yeah, knows? But, uh, um, but I, I think it'll be July, but, but I, I like the idea of, you know, easing Sanchez into this role. And then once Sanchez does transition to the bullpen, all of a sudden you've got Osuna, Storin, Cecil, and Sanchez out there. Like, huh, that's really good. 
And it's maybe it's yeah. not as intimidating as New York's trio of guys, but that that group of four guys, like really good, really good. This is a really good baseball team. Yeah. The I, one thing I, I would I, like, well, there are a few things I'd like to see them improve. Mm-hmm. One would be the situation with the the fourth outfielder. Right now, it's Ezekiel Carrera, who's yes. not good at really anything. It's supposed to be Dalton Pompey, but unfortunately it's not. Right? Well, I get why it's not because you want Dalton yeah. Pompey hitting every day and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that you can improve on the fourth outfielder spot and that's an easy thing to improve. Oh, a fourth outfielder. You can go find a guy like that. And I, and again, maybe I've been proven wrong before, but the numbers would tell you that what Chris Colabello did last year is probably not going to happen again. Yep. So cool about it. Yeah. Now you've got obviously got Edwin Encarnacion at, at first base as well. So if the things you need are fourth outfielder and a DH slash first baseman, you can find those things. Those are not mm-hmm. things that are really difficult to go get halfway through the year. So I would think those would be the spots they can improve. And maybe one more lefty for the bullpen if Morales isn't good, but not, not, there, there isn't a lot here that needs to be done. They're in a good spot. It's a good team. It's a very good team. Very good team. Yeah, it's so much excited. Like just so much to be excited about with no. this Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, the thing they have the second best rotation, I'm, I think, in the AL East, right? Yeah, you you also mentioned that. I mean, like the fourth outfielder is obviously a thing to address. And theoretically, I mean, you hope it's not, but theoretically, when Devin Travis gets back, that solves any of the issues they have up the middle as well. Because right now, knock on wood. We've got a full season of Troy Tulowitzki, but Troy Tulowitzki has trouble playing full seasons from time to time. Uh, right now, our backup middle infielder is Darwin Barney. Darwin Barney, I, I fundamentally do believe, is a major league player. Darwin Barney is a gold glove winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Can't hit a lick. But no. at the very least, if you have Darwin Barney up there, you can, you can wrap it yeah. around in your brain as like, okay, he's bringing something to the table. You know? Yes, but if all of a sudden our 8-9 hitters are Darwin Barney and Ryan Goins, who, I mean, they're great for turning double plays, yeah. but, you know, we also don't want them returning said favors. Uh, no, I, I get that, and that would be that would be suboptimal, but, uh, well, hopefully nothing happens to, to anyone, or, you know, if hopefully Devin Travis is back at some point. All right. Yeah, that's the big thing is we hopefully we're getting Devin Travis back. Who if uh, if Travis gets back, does he go right into the right into the starting lineup? I think that the answer to that question will be determined at least in part by Ryan going slash land at that point in our lives. Yeah, uh, that's true. But uh, if you were if to we say have all second things, half Ryan Goins from like yeah. like like, like uh, you know when Ryan Goins like did that that whatever it was with his stance. Uh, and yeah. obviously that kind of run out a little bit in the playoffs and people started getting it out again. But if mm-hmm. we have a Ryan Goins that uh, that looks like the guy in, from August and September, um, maybe not. If we have the the rest of Ryan Goins' career, then probably yeah. So we'll see what happens there. So my, I guess uh, let's let's say all things are equal with Ryan Goins, where he's tremendous defensively, yeah. but his bat so, uh, is uh, right, suboptimal. Look at this for an example. If Ryan Goins' yeah. slash line, and this is his 2015 slash line, 250, 318, 354. Let's just say that's what it is. Yeah. Which is not good. <laughs> no. It's okay, but it's not good. Does Devin Travis go right back into the lineup, in your opinion, if that's his slash line? Yeah. 
I think so too. Um, and we can, and our, uh, Jay's talk radio will be fielding a lot of calls of guys calling up going, well, you know, Ryan Goins, you know, people love defensive second baseman up here in Toronto. I don't know what it is. Um, but looking at just, just, to to put a point on what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. if you look at Ryan Goins in August and, uh, and July, or, or rather August and September of, of last season, you just isolate those two months. His slash line was 295, 391, 410. If Ryan yeah. Goins can do that, like, I understand he's then probably not going to, yeah. but Ryan Goins with that slash line is like one of the 15 best players in the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's probably not going to happen, but if Ryan, no. Owens, Ryan Owens is probably not going to have a 391 on base, but no, no, no. Like, at the very least, like if, if he has a slash line even approaching that, it's going to be tough to get Devin Travis back in the lineup right away, right? Yeah, that would be very good. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll live if with Ryan Goins is hitting 295, <laughs> if Ryan Goins is hitting 295 yeah. with an on-base of 391 in June, yeah. the Blue Jays yeah. will have won so many goddamn games at that point, it doesn't matter who hit there. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Who's leading off today? Oh, I don't know. Brett Cecil. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I love it. Um, I want to make a quick, quick, like, not to damper the mood of us talking Blue Jays winning a bunch of games, but i just like to make a quick public service announcement to all of our fellow Jay fans. I want you to take the rest of this season, and I want you to soak in all of the really great Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion stuff and, and really, really just remember the good times and remember the good times that are to come for the rest of this season and remember them in the Toronto Blue Jays uniform because at the end of the season, they go. They, they, they will not be wearing Toronto Blue Jays I'm jerseys. Not, I, I'm, I'm certain that applies to one of them. I'm not certain that applies to both of them. I, I'm just not a big believer in that three-year deal that's been talked about for Jose Batista. I'm just, I just, don't, well, I don't, I, you, you, you may not be. And may, I just don't know. Like, I, mean, I hope I'm some team that offers him five. If I, if I, I would, I would, I would be happy as a pig in slop. If, if I were to be dead wrong on this one, but I, I just, I don't think I am. I, I think that, uh, Someone will 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 pay Batista something, and I think he'll get more than three years. But that well, said, if he for, three years somewhere well, else, what, I I don't think it's in, out of the possibility, and maybe they won't. But for the Blue Jays to agree to four years, four, four years, one twenty. But if they bend, if if I start hearing rumors about them bending to four years, I'll get a I'll pump the brakes on on my Batista's leaving stance, but. As as I sit here right now, I'm just I'm saying, let's let's remember the good times and soak in all the good Batista moments because I I think he's gone at the end of <laughs> at the end well, of the next season. We'll see, we'll see, and it, it, it's obviously quite possible that happens. I don't yeah. think anyone can rule that out. So no. So uh, Craig Needles, do you have a top three over unders you, wanna, uh, that's you a want to? Question. Uh... I'll, I'll give you what I think. This was tough for me last year. Like I, like I mentioned, I said I was seeing the hoop this big. I'm, I definitely don't have five. Last year I had mm-hmm. five, so I'm chickening out I'll a little bit. I'll give you bit. three. Do you want me to give you my three first, and then you can? Yeah, you're the, you're the guest. Go ahead and give me your three. Okay. Let me just get my pen ready here, yeah. Craig. Mil- Milwaukee Brewers under. Three. I really like mm-hmm. that one. Tampa Bay Rays over. I 
like that one a lot, too. Yeah, yeah at the 78? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, not the 81. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to bet the I've never address. seen a game move. I've never seen an over-under I've move. I've moved three. a lot. That's and a lot. Um, I'll go with... I'm going to go with the Dodgers. The over. Ooh. I know it's a high line, but I'm going with it. That's a high, high line. You have more guts than I deserve. I think my three are going to be Oakland, over 75.5. The Giants, under 90 wins, because I just think that's too high. I still think they're going to be a wild card team, which I will get to in a second. And the Los Angeles Angels, under 81.5. I'm going to go against the other Los Angeles team. I think I think they're primed for a not-so-great season. Um Craig Needles, we horribly embarrassed ourselves last year with these predictions, so let's well, say we do it again. making the playoffs. That's uh, true, you did. Okay. I, I was slightly more embarrassing than you, but we were both pretty, pretty not great. Here we go. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, give me your five playoff teams and your World Series matchup. Uh, okay, so American League East winner, Toronto Blue Jays. Central, Detroit Tigers. West, Houston Astros. American League wildcard teams, the Kansas City Royals, and the Texas Rangers. All right. Uh, over on the other side, um, National League East winning, and this was a tough one for me, and I went back and forth on it, but I decided to settle with uh, settle with the Mets. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and if the Nationals had hired someone not named Dusty Baker to be their manager, I probably would have picked Washington. I agree. Uh, the Cubs to win the Central, the Dodgers to win the West. Wildcard teams in the National League will be the San Francisco Giants and the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, man, we have the exact same National League. Oh, do we? That's crazy. Yeah, Mets, Cubs, Dodgers, Giants, Cardinals are my wild card wow. teams. Over in the East, I have the Astros. Yep. We're, slight, we're, we're kind of the same, but we're slightly different. I have the Astros, the Jays, and the Royals I'm picking to win the division for uh, yet another season. And my two wild card teams, I'm going with the Texas Rangers. Yep. And... The Boston Red Sox. I so like we, we picked nine of the same ten playoff teams. Nine of the same playoff teams. So as is tradition, we will be incredibly, incredibly wrong on probably seven of them. Right. <laughs> but uh, what, what are you going to do? Yeah, we, we just the only wild card switch we have is I have the Red Sox. You had the Rangers. Tigers. No, I have the Rangers. No, I have, I have, I have the Rangers. Oh, I have the Rangers. I have the Rangers. Oh, right. I have the, you have the Tigers missing entirely. I have the Tigers winning the division. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, yeah. so you, you have the Tigers, and I have the Red Sox. That's the only thing we differ on. And I'm going to say my World Series matchup, Cubs, mm-hmm. Royals. I've got and, I've got Dodgers, Blue Jays. Dodgers, Blue Jays. Oh, God, that'd be a lot of fun. You know I hate those L.A. teams. I'd have so. the Dodgers <laughs> Yeah. You have the Dodgers beating the Jays. You double jinxing moron, you! I, I know. I've, <laughs> I don't want to jinx the Jays with that. Yeah, you reverse jinxing fool. I like it. I'm okay with it. Uh, I mean, Cubs Royals, I think, would be hilarious because wouldn't it be? Because the Cubs, or the Royals, have been the team that have had everything go their way for the past three seasons, or not three seasons, but two seasons. What if they get one more of those seasons and then just like something weird happens to the Cubs? In, in the World Series. I, yeah. Cubs fans are already tuning out that's, right that's now. That's a good point. That's something that could happen. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, um, yeah, if, if, if the Cubs make the World Series against the Blue Jays, I'd feel pretty good about the Jays' chances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
Let's hope so. Uh, Craig Needles, thanks for doing this. Uh, last thing to say, uh, crossoverpodcast.com is where you can find us, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud, Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the crossover podcast. Uh, iTunes, or not iTunes, sorry, uh, Twitter account is at Empire 6 That's my personal one. I, I don't feel like running to Twitter accounts. It's pretty bleep and annoying going back and forth between two so i don't do it i don't know if you've ever tried to do that craig but it is incredibly annoying so i don't do it um yeah that's it thanks to everybody in the hashtag potter and family movement and those other podcasts as well that are helping us out and craig needles when are we going to see you again i don't know um oh, NFL, NFL draft i would think yeah oh yeah we're gonna get you and bill on oh we're gonna have to find a way to squeeze that in some point because uh yeah, it's a lot going on. Game of Thrones is coming back soon, and uh, man, so many movies and stuff. Busy time of year for us. Um, yeah, we'll have to figure out what we want to do. Do you want to do a? I mean, last year we we did a, a first round prediction pod. Do you want to do a first? Do you want to do that again, or would you prefer to do a first round reaction pod after we see the first round? Let's do reaction. You want to do reaction? Yeah. Switch it up a little bit. Yeah, it'll be easier to get Bill on, and the drafts on Thursday, so we can record on Friday. Yeah. That'll just be. Yeah, so let's do that. We'll do it. We'll do a first round reaction as opposed to trying to do a prediction. See if we like that a little bit better. Can't wait for that one, Craig Needles. Thank you very much, and we will see you in a couple weeks for the NFL draft. Take care, good sir. Sounds good. See you then.